0: Hey everyone, and welcome to the Pet Dropshipper podcast, designed to inspire entrepreneurs in the pet industry and beyond. This podcast shares information that I have learned, ideas, and strategies that have helped me build my company in the $100 billion pet industry. So if you're a business in the pet industry, an entrepreneur, or just starting a side hustle, I hope to inspire you to listen in and join me on my journey. Thank you so much for listening. Hey everybody and welcome to a episode of Pet Dropshippers podcast. Now you guys might be wondering where the heck I have been and I will tell you I had taken the summer to convert our website to a Shopify store and they there's a multitude of reasons why I did that and this is going to be a very conversational type podcast with lots and lots of information. So sit tight and grab a notebook and a cup of coffee, tea, water, whatever it is that you're drinking, and sit back and listen to all of the things that I have learned. So we originally used a online platform called Volusion. And Volusion was one of the first platforms out there for quite some time that really had a lot of nuances and a lot of bells and whistles that I thought were really great. And After time, Shopify came on the scene and I really, really resisted. And I resisted for a multitude of reasons. Number one, we're already an established company. Did I really want to have to go and start all over again? And more and more customers over time started coming to us with the integration and shopify stores and wanting to connect to us so over the course of i want to say the last three years we had learned shopify and we had learned what the important pieces of shopify were for all of our drop shippers and we really learned a lot and when i say we not just myself my team so my girls listening kudos to you because you guys are all a part of this um And we really learned a lot. And then after a while, it got to the point where so many people were saying, oh, you should have an app, you should have an app. So the real catalyst to moving to Shopify was to create an app. And the app is actually almost done. We're in the final stages of testing. And I'll probably have another podcast. No, I shouldn't say probably. I will definitely have another podcast on the Shopify app when it launches, simply because that's a whole other animal in its in itself. I mean you have to register it with Shopify. It has to be authorized and all those kinds of things. So everyone that's listening to this that's like great we're gonna have a an app, please be patient. Believe me, I wanted it done yesterday. That's my personality. If you've listened to any of my podcasts, you know, I definitely jump in with two feet and figure out how to swim or, you know, like some people say you know you jump off a cliff and figure out how to fly on the way down that's just my tenacity. So the things that I wanted to discuss with you about the Shopify store number one we created a dummy store um as a placeholder they call it sandboxing whatever um so this way we really didn't skip a beat and I will tell you I'm going to give you all the pros I'm going to give you all the cons and the things that aggravated me and the things that I was completely shocked at how smooth it went. And first and foremost I wanted to transition the week, the last weekend in September. So we launched October first. I will tell you that the moment I changed the DNS, which is the domain name server, which is what holds the www.petdropshipper.com platform, you know the the ownership, the registration of that domain name, it took fifteen minutes. So that completely shocked me. I thought, oh, the website's gonna be down for the weekend. I had I had chatted with people at the domain server uh, company that we use. And they were like, oh yeah, this could take up to 48 hours just to be safe. You always want to make sure. And I really started to, you know, put all my ducks in a row. And I really took my time with it. And I could not believe that within 15 minutes it converted over to the new site. And the reason I knew that was because the new site had a, a very different look and feel. So that was a huge shocker. And I got some notes here, so bear with me. So that was a real shocker for me. And I was really, really pleased with that. So again, I don't know if it was necessarily Shopify completely or if it was the name server company that we use. We use a company called Hover, H-O-V-E-R. And it's not Hoverboard. It's funny when you call them and they say, oh, if you're calling for Hoverboards, we'll connect you to the right phone number, which I think is kind of funny. But anyway, so upon creating the site, and again, Shopify has all kinds of templates um all different t- I mean you you could really truly get as creative as you want you could keep it as simple as you want and that's all really relative to what you're trying to create I'm not going to get into the types of themes and and all those kinds of things but definitely if you are looking um to Go to Shopify. And again, I'm not being paid by Shopify for this. That would be nice. I should send this over to Shopify, but uh I'm I'm not looking to you know plug them. I'm just explaining to anyone who is working with us that's on Shopify some of the things that we went through. Or anyone that's not using Shopify, working with us, looking for drop shipping, and um wants to know, you know, some of the things that that we've learned. And by the way, if Anyone is using Pet Dropshipper for Dropship? We have a YouTube channel that has an extensive amount of videos and more to come because obviously, as I learn these different sequences and platforms and things that need to be done, I then train my team and create videos for them. And of course, I share them with you. And this way, you guys can do the best um, business that you could possibly do. So, when we finally started to work on the Shopify store. We have an in-house team that helped us build it out and got everything in order, making sure all the pages were were optimized and, and all those kinds of things. The listings came pretty easily because we have our CSV file and anyone who's using us currently knows that loading the products using the CSV files, pretty simple. And again, we were using the CSV file in a different format and then had to reformat it to Shopify. Again, total pain in the neck. But for the most part, all the detail is there. So because I live in CSV world, which CSV, Excel, spreadsheet, whatever you want to call it, I live in that world. My day revolves around spreadsheets. So um, that was pretty easy listing. But I will tell you that shopify and i had a conversation with a customer who's actually using shopify and before we started to really sink our teeth into it and some of the things that i thought were really interesting i'm going to open up my shopify store right now so that this way i can really speak to you guys from looking at this but the pro there's when you're pro, organizing the products right you have your title and your description and you you have your images and you could use URLs or actual images, your cost, your stock. Now, Pet Dropshipper uses the stock, the SKU, and the barcode, the same thing. So I always tell customers, you know, we have one identifier, and that's the barcode on the bag, as if you were ch- at a self-checkout, checking yourself out. That's all I use is the barcode on the bag. Number one, it prevents mispicks and things like that. But customers are shopping online for products based on the barcode on the back. So that's that. And then of course, you know, tracking quantity and the weights and things like that. So we don't do any search engine stuff, at least not yet to share, but I'm sure that eventually it'll it'll come to that. So the most critical part was making sure the products were organized properly. So Shopify has product category, product type vendor collection and tags. Now this was a really, um, for some people I'm sure that they're gonna laugh and say this was difficult for you. Yes, this was a difficult process for me. This was very daunting and very tedious simply because we have over 20,000 SKUs. So to make sure the product is put in the right category is so time consuming. And while we were with the other company, we were updating this information because again, like I had said initially, you know we were on you know integration for shopify stores for a couple of years now and these were pieces of information that they were all looking for so long story short we already had a lot of these elements put in place but the thing that really struck me that was very interesting was in the past a product would have its um google taxonomy now everyone knows that google is where a lot of people do search engine stuff. So the product categories in Shopify have the same wording as Google taxonomy. So for example, my very first item that I'm looking at on the site is an earth animal product. And this earth animal product is earth animal wisdom, air dried chicken dog food, two pounds. So When you're on Google and you're searching this product, it's not going to be under dog food. It's going to be under non prescription dog food, which no one in a pet store is titling it that, right? Like if you're in a store or you're at a store, they're not saying, oh, it's in the non, this, oh, you're looking for such a food. It's in the non prescription section. Most dog food in a store is non-prescription because prescription is from a veterinarian. But that's how they have this worded. So for stores or online retailers, you would think it would be more extensive, right? Like dog food dry, dog food wet, dog food topper, dog food freeze-dried, dog food dehydrated. We have all these subcategories set up in our system. But for Google, the product, for Google, the, the Google taxonomy, pardon me, is really very simplistic. I think, if I remember, there was only like 200 categories in the entire pet supply section of this spreadsheet. Everything else, and, and a lot of the categories that as we got into other pets, right, like fish and small animals and birds, we actually, were looking in non-pet categories like Like especially for supplements and things like that. So, so the product category actually has to be the right information, and our spreadsheet and our in and our app is going to offer this when customers want to use us for integration. So, the non-prescription dog food is put in that product category section. But then, and I'm going back to this dog Earth Animal dog food. This food would be considered dog food. Uh, dry or dehydrated because there's obviously raw pieces in here. So that's the product type, not the product category. The product category is, is already set up by Shopify, which is like I said, reflective of the Google taxonomy. The product type is something that you're going to create and that is going to be specific to what you really want it to be in your store. And we have those already set up and they're based on what the manufacturer is suggesting that they are, which clearly, and this is one of my other favorite things to say is do what you do best and hire out the rest. I rely on the vendors who are sharing these databases with me to be able to offer to you in that reformatted profile in a spreadsheet that that detail is is combined with all these other brands so that it it functions very well on your website or in your store or however you're going to do your pricing. I have a store that doesn't have an online presence at all, but they rely on our spreadsheet to help them determine what their price point should be looking like. So for example, if it's a specialized dog food, they might be marking it up 30%, where a very basic kibble or canned food, they might be marking up 25% or 30%, whatever their their markup is. But they're looking at our spreadsheet for the product type to then determine across the board what that markup is in that specific category. So I thought that was pretty interesting then google uh, shopify rather has their vendor which to me that's what we set up as the brand so anyone using pet dropshipper as a dropshipper should not have vendor pet dropshipper you should have the brand name because that's what people are looking for and then lastly you ha- well not lastly you have your collection for us collections are very basic dog cat bird fish small animal etc and then the tags are really filters where in the past tags were known as the subcategories where, where now the tags are your filters. So for example, if you're running products on sale, you can tag them with sale, then immediately put them in the sale category or made in the USA. So some of the tags that we use, for example, are um, sale, made in the USA, holiday, new for new products, birthday, halloween, puppy and senior and kitten. And and I think those are there's only a few and best sellers. So this way customers who want to search in categories if they're on the website and they're in cat toys, they want to search the best selling cat toys, those specific items will come up. Or if they're a store looking to purchase specific birthday themed items they can do that as well halloween theme holiday theme or perhaps you have a customer who's looking for some kitten treats you can just select the kitten so these tags are really going to vary and change frequently especially if you're doing sale products or new products or themed products you know customers are not always going to look for halloween in July or holiday in, in August, etc. So for me, these tags are very limited versus the collection and the product types. Those are going to be much more extensive. So another thing that where's the paper? Okay. Another thing that uh, I thought was really interesting was that when the collection's pretty large, you really need to break those down into smaller collections. And I'll tell you why. I didn't find this so much in, let's say, bird and fish, but I did find it mostly in dog and cat, which is a large variety of products. So with dog, I needed to go ahead and break down those collections. So let me pull that up so this way I can really give you guys... The whole breakdown. So if I go into my collections and search dog, so I have dog as my main, which there's 13,936 products. Then I have it broken down to apparel, treats, food, toys, supplies, and supplements. So within those, oh, and then there's dog seasonal, dog flea and tick, dog grooming, dog beds. Let me let me skew the title. So um I said supplements, toys, treats, and beds. So right there, you then have these sub collections, which will allow the products to filter into the store better. And I'll tell you why I learned this. The, the theme that we're using only allows so much filtration in a particular collection that i think the sweet spot is 5,000 products in a specific collection in order for it to filter properly. So if you're looking at, for example, dog food, just alone, not broken down into wet, dry, dehydrated, has 2,255 products, which would not come up if your customer or if you're shopping on your store with just dog. So it's really important that you look at your larger collections, specifically um, the the categories that you are really very um, driven by. So even if you're in an aquatic store and you have your fish, it would definitely be worth your while to take some time and break all of that down. So. I'm going to take a short little break really quick and come back to you. So please stay tuned. and welcome back. So thanks for that quick break. And I want to jump back into the listing process, as I had mentioned, has the four really important factors for listing product. The other section um, that I wanted to discuss was um, shipping. So you can choose to use Shopify shipping platform and their account, or you can set up your own. I found this to be a little bit of a tedious situation. But if you're shipping a lot of product, and again, if you're using a pet drop shipper, us as a drop shipper, you're not gonna need to do that. So for anyone out there that's using a drop shipper, I would just suggest setting up rates for Shopify to calculate. And then what will happen is, is your customer will be charged the shipping based on the weight and destination. And that's how shipping works. I love when customers say to me, and again, I never mean anything in an ill manner. When customers say, oh, what about free shipping? There's no such thing as free shipping unless the person selling the product owns FedEx, UPS, or the post office, which that's a federal agency. So free shipping is because a percentage of that sale is the shipping is cooked into the price or the shipping is added into the price. So that's a really big conversation. And I've had conversations with customers many, many times about free shipping. There's no such thing. It's a generalized estimate of the cost of that sale. So some people will say $100 free shipping, and then that excludes heavy-weighted items, which that's a whole other topic, because we sell pet food cases of canned dog food, a twelve ounce can of dog food in a case of twelve is fourteen pounds now while that can fit in a medium flat rate box, depending on where it's going, you know you run those risks, but again, you're including sixteen dollars into that shipping but I don't want to go off on a tangent about the shipping. So what I suggest is for anyone who's drop shipping, definitely set up the rate so that Shopify can calculate the rate of the shipping. If you are shipping your own products and you're not using a drop shipper, it is in your best interest to really set up your own shipping with FedEx, UPS, etc. simply because you're going to build your volume on those specific platforms with the post office or UPS, which then could give you better rates, kickbacks, promos, all kinds of different things that inside salespeople from the shipping organizations can provide for you. Again, it varies on the account. It varies on the volume. It varies on the territory. I mean, all of these different things vary. I don't work for any of those companies. I just know that I prefer to use my own so that I could track it better and be billed for it properly through my own system. The other thing is, now this was a really big one, was the credit card processor. So Shopify will collect payment, but I will tell you this, if you're selling any specific CBD products or licensed products and you are using Shopify's checkout, they will suspend your account. Why do I know this? Because it happened to us. In the middle of setting up the entire store, the account was frozen, which is why it took so much longer than I anticipated. Hence, the app is taking longer. And that entire wonderful thing called the domino effect takes place. So we initially weren't setting up our credit card processor, our shipping processor until after everything was set up. That being said, we have CBD products. We carry Pet Relief, we carry Cantilove, we carry um, Pet Naturals of Vermont, and and a bunch of different products that have CBD or hemp or any of those different types of CBD-related products, and Shopify will not process the credit card for you for those products, so your account will get suspended. Now, I was on chat many 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 times with the manuf- with Shopify and I was explained that if I'm using my own credit card processor whether it's QuickBooks uh PayPal um some of the others of uh, um anyway I'll think of it off the top of my head um if you're using any of your own processor, which I suggest, and there's a second nuance to the Shopify processor, but if you're using your own, then you'll be able to do that. So my point is, is that if you're setting up your store, set up your credit card processor first. So depending on who you're using, I found PayPal, which we use PayPal for PayPal processing, and we also use it as our credit card processor. And I found that PayPal was a bit daunting. Their system is a very uneasy, not really that user-friendly. So I prefer QuickBooks. So long story short, use what works for you. Um, there's a bunch of different companies out there that you can check out. So let me pull up my settings and I will tell you really quick. Um, billing, payments so you have everything from paypal payflow paypal express checkout you have now let's see here um shopify payments and then there's um shop pay which i found their interest their percentage of the credit card processor i f- i found that to be kind of high so i thought that maybe there was definitely something to be said about that and um so that yeah i'm just scrolling through here so i'm not delaying in my thought i'm looking at some of the other m- payment methods so um i can't do that without <laughs> disabling my um stripe is the other one um that one seems to be pretty popular as well so Long story short, definitely want to look into that um, because of the CBD stuff, because of the licensed products. We carry a couple of Disney items, and that was another problem. And then, of course, the shipping and um, using Shopify. So here's my last point on the credit card processing. Shopify charges you a fee if you have to give a customer a refund. I'm sorry, but I, I find that to be ridiculous. You're giving back a sale and then you got to lose money on top of that. Now they've told me that it's a processing fee of X amount of I don't to me if I'm having to refund a customer for whatever reason, the customer changes their mind, I'm now paying for losing a sale. Or I'm paying a percentage for losing a sale. And anybody can tell me and stop me and say, no, it's this or that no one wants to lose a sale me you anybody so the fee for that really was very disheartening for me and this was a test order so when we first launched I did not have the PayPal set up and I was testing it to see if it was working properly and I had my mom place an order and when I refunded her I had like a and it was a simple little small little order but had like a 60 cent fee to it and I was like what is this and they were like oh yeah if you use Shopify payment, I'm like, well, essentially I wasn't trying to. I was trying to see if I connected this properly. And it it didn't clearly because it went through Shopify's payment and there was that fee. So, so here's my takeaway is number one, put up your payment processor of your own, not Shopify's so that you don't have to worry about Um, having your account frozen if you list a CBD product especially if you're going to integrate we have CBD products so you may miss a product that slips through a crack and gets loaded and now you're using Shopify's payment so I definitely suggest that you take a look at that and then also Shopify shipping if you're drop shipping and you're not handling any product definitely use Shopify shipping so that it does tally based on weight and destination. Another thing too, that I thought was really, really interesting was in your settings. Now this goes back to the shipping part in your settings. You have the option to mark, mark how your product is listed. So if you just go to your store details, it'll have your store name. It'll have your company information, but slowly to the bottom, it'll say um, time zone and unit of measure. And Shopify is Canadian, right? At least that's what I've been told. I haven't done all this research on them particularly. But we use the Imperial system and Pet Drop Shippers is in pounds. So I use everything based on decimals and pounds. And that's how our system works. And that's how our weights are put into the system. So make sure when you are listing products that you have your default weight unit correct. And that when you're loading products into your store, you are using the actual default weight again, eight ounces is 0.5, 12 ounces is 0.75, 16 ounces is point, and 1.0, because that's 16 ounces in a pound. Etc. So it's really important. This is very, very important because you can get a sale for something. And if it's in decimals, and let's say it's an eight ounce bag of dog treats, plus the packaging is 12 ounces. If it says 12 and you're going by the unit of ounces in your system, and you have 12 in there because you're listing it in ounces. However, your default system is in pounds that 12 ounce bag will tally in at 12 pounds. And now your customer's like, what the heck is going on here? And the reason I know this, we had this problem. So I'm sharing with you these trials and tribulations that we've had simply because I want you to avoid them. So that's a really, really important part of your system is making sure your weights are accurate. So now, if you're using Pet Drop Shipper, make sure you go into your system. You're using Eastern Standard Time as our time zone. Well, if you have a chat app set up on your store, you can put in your own time zone, but our unit system is the Imperial system and the default weight is by the pounds. So that's really, really important for you to make sure you do. So I really appreciate you listening to all of that. I will have a second um, audio coming up this month of November on the apps that we use, what we love about them, and what we do not love about them. So we are loving Shopify. We are loving some of the really beneficial tools and key components in Shopify, And I think that we've overcome the obstacles of some of the pitfalls based on our own personal inexperience with Shopify. So that being said, I really hope that you appreciate this audio. I hope that you subscribe to our podcast and that you take a look at our YouTube channel. We have just implemented a monthly subscription to our inventory file and a video on how to use one of our favorite, um, apps to be able to upload all of that data. So please stay tuned and subscribe. We really appreciate you doing so and hope that you have a really, really successful holiday season and a great rest of the week. Thank you so much for listening. Take care.